Julia is the king. Hello. Why do you always forget to say hello? I don't know, because you do such a beautiful intro. And then I look at you and you just trip on it. <laughs> or you say it weird. Hello. Anyway. Hello. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about how to live seasonally. Uh, so obviously you think seasonally and I don't know what first thing that comes to y'all's mind is, but in my mind it'd be like, oh, you know, like clothes before homesteading, it'd be like how to live like pertaining to clothes. Why are you tripping on this? Because I'm trying to figure out a tire, apparel. Because um, that's pretty much what living seasonally meant to me at the time. Remember, mm. I, I used to loathe winter. I hated it. I always packed on a little bit of weight. You called it your hibernation. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, because the human body is technically conditioned to... Okay, no, we're not bears. No. Well, no, 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 You no. just didn't want to go outside if it was below 50 degrees. No, but... At some point in our evolution of time. You finally joined me outside in, in the beautiful time of the year. No, no, no. I mean in human evolution. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Arthur There Kira. was a time where about, you needed you know, to pack on world. some calories for winter to yeah, like, withstand winter. I know. Hardship. Or, you know, I'm sure that's still the case in other parts of the world. Oh, it's, yeah, I'm sure. Where you're very, that far in tune with the season. We're not quite talking about hibernating like a bear. Um... But as Squirrel. you have animals, it kind of forces you to be out in all kinds of weather, and you either embrace it or you don't. So that we really had to, I thank you had to find a place. But it's so much more than what you wear. Uh, it's how you eat and why. It's how you embrace each season, and not just embracing it, but like benefiting from it and living with it instead of against it in a lot of ways what what would you add to that not a thing it was perfect got it you're feeling chatty today so i mean really <laughs> did just get out of the car from a six-hour ride i know i know but anyway so first it wasn't a ride it was a drive That's let's talk fun. about li- living seasonally for food wise um, so obviously now in our world, we can get groceries at any time, pretty much. That doesn't mean they don't suck. Right. So have you noticed that sometimes the fruit sucks or your tomato sucks or it does not taste the same or it's starting to kind of not, the peaches aren't as sweet? We discovered that early on because I kind of talked about that stuff in school. That You know, a true Vidalia onion only comes for two months a year. Um, cause that's harvest season. So they were, you know, basically for free on the side of the road up in North Georgia and they're cheap and they're easy to get. And gracious me, they were delicious. So like then we started, into them oh delicious. yeah, like eat it like an apple, like yeah. so good. So you can start, you know, we started basically saying, okay, well, those are the only onions that we really enjoy. So let's figure out a way to have them all year. And that was when we started cutting and freezing and, you know. Doing that kind of yeah. stuff. And so it happens with all the tomatoes we get. We try to cut them up and freeze them. We're going to be making chili soon. Well, you know, when you're making chili, you want to use a nice fresh tomato base, which I either make the base when the tomatoes are nice, or I just have frozen, you know, uh, blanched tomatoes 
in the freezer and bring those back and then make the sauce and then make the all that fun stuff. But you know, just to avoid the canning, well, I just I just think it tastes better. There was a reason for preservation. Like there was a reason oh. that exi- it wasn't just because refrigeration didn't exist. It was because literally, if you wanted canned jams, canned fruit, which your body needs at different times, you had to save it. You had to yeah. preserve it. It had to last. But there's not. So that's the how you keep food and the longevity of it so that you can open, we can open a jar of our blueberry jam from June, blueberries of this year, and we're mowing through them because our daughter loves them. And quite honestly, they're not exactly the same as when you're popping them in your mouth right off the bush in June, but they're pretty, pretty close. Like yeah, the jam's really good. We do a honey jam. We don't add any extra sugar. I don't, sometimes I don't even add pectin. I literally just cook it down, and it's just blueberries and honey. But the reality of it is your body craves what's in season if you allow it to do that. Um, if you follow the seasons with food, uh, for example, like lettuce and kale, it's a cool weather crop, especially here where we are in South Georgia. Uh, you can't grow it in the summer. It will. Well, you can. Well, actually, that's not true. It'll just like. I mean, it gets decimated by pet bugs. Bugs, if you yeah. And the don't kale will it. sometimes grow if it's hot. And it is so bitter. It's like eating a piece of leather. Right, but even so, stalks are like sticks. You think of salad sometimes as like a summer salad, like we. But you isn't know, a summer salad like a fruit salad? Yes, but that's yeah. that's, that's but right because that's what a real summer salad is. A real yes. Yeah. So in the winter months, you yeah, have your things. your brassicas and your uh, your greens, your kales and your lettuces. Those are all available and grow well. And if you think about the nutrients that your body needs in the summer, it needs that stuff. You're not getting as much sunlight. I'm not a nutritionist, but that carries vitamins that your body needs during those darker months when you're not out as much or as often. So, not just those, though. Um, the winter squash that you grow in the summer. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know. We've already told that story. Winter right, squash but, uh, is not grown in the you winter. You have to remind yourself every time. Well, I, I'm just reminding everyone else. It's oh, called winter it's, squash. It's for y'all. It's for y'all. It's not for her. It's called winter squash. <laughs> but it's grown in the summer, and it's called winter squash because it can be kept over winter nicely. So, it preserves itself. You don't have to do a thing yeah, except for keep it yeah. in a nice, cold cool dark area and they'll last for six ish months i mean and they are chock full of nutrients they are very nutrient dense and you can make all sorts of stuff with them people make like spaghetti sauces out of butternut squash and um they're great soups and but that's stuff your body needs it craves it so yes can we go to the store and get a tomato and um i don't even go to the store strawberries I finally, for a little bit, when you started going back to the grocery store this year, uh, well, in the first trimester when I needed <laughs> prepackaged easy snacks. You need food. Yeah. Um, you were getting strawberries and blueberries for her, for Tiny, and they tasted terrible. Yeah, so besides taste and when you grow seasonally or buy seasonally from your local farmers, it it's also a nutrient thing. Those things that don't taste as well, 
that's because they've lost nutrients or don't have it to begin with because they've been grown out of season or they've had to travel long distance. And as food breaks down, it loses nutrients. And flavor. And flavor. So that's the food part of it. And there's, if you don't want to grow your own garden, I get it. It's a lot of work. It is. Mm. I would encourage everyone to grow their own garden for lots of reasons. But if you don't have the space, time, effort, uh, know-how is not an excuse because there's a thousand ways to learn how to do it. But if you don't, if you can't, uh, there are local farmers all around you. Find them, source them out, go to the farmer's market if you have one in your area, and, and just challenge yourself to live seasonally. And if you want that fresh fruit, blueberry, like fresh summer fruit thing, get your preserves and make sh- freeze them. That's the easiest thing oh, in the yeah, world. Oh, yeah, we freeze them all. That's the easiest thing in the world, especially when your kitchen's 100 degrees. Well, outside's 100 degrees and your kitchen's hot. I don't want to be canning things in the summertime. I don't. I, I don't really know how. And I've talked about it before, boiling hot pots of water, not my favorite thing. Dropping glass in and, huh. But, <clears throat> but you can throw a bag of blueberries in the freezer. Like, it's oh, yeah. super simple. Um, and then make the jam And they're phenomenal fresh. ice cubes for beverages. Yes, yes. Uh, so that's the food aspect of it, which now, in hindsight, is a, I mean, it's an obvious thing the food part of living seasonally. I don't think many people do it because maybe they don't, like, they're set in their ways. and maybe they've never thought about it. Maybe they just don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's the majority of it. Like, like, why would you ever stop and think about that if you're not growing the food? Right, that's true. We're so, like, we're such a routine species. Like, if your grocery list is always bananas tomatoes bell pepper like all these summerish items and that's what you need that's what you get like and if that's what you like and you know for so many years like when I would help make holiday casseroles growing up and such you wanted to make something with pumpkin you just buy a pumpkin can of pumpkin like no big deal Mm -hmm. well Well, I mean in fairness 10 years ago it wasn't as easy to find a cooking pumpkin as it is now we don't know that we certainly weren't I went to the grocery store 10 years ago they well, they're there. not always in the grocery store. You're not going right. to find a cooking pumpkin in the grocery store usually. You can now. That's what I'm saying. Oh, really? Like, it's a very different kind of setup. It's weird. Yeah. Well, where did you find it? From some nice ladies at a farmer's market. Oh, place. yeah, they were awesome. And they were delicious. And it, all you have to do is roast it. And then there's your canned pumpkin. I've We've made soups. We've made bread. We've made, I made bread pudding the other day with it. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, it's good. so naturally sweet. It's like... It's good. It's so good. It, like, caramelizes itself. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. Anyway, so the whole reason I wanted to talk about this wasn't just for food or for gardening or what have you. The winter tin. Animals, yeah. They were putting on weight or... But it's really... I wanted to talk about it for embracing it for what it is and growing through the seasons and allowing yourself to connect with, I don't say nature, but it is. I mean, this is the cyclical way yeah, of well, you, life. It'll help you kind of connect to yourself, too, because you'll realize that if you want to stay inside a little bit more because the sun's not out, that's okay. 
but you can find other things to do. Like you told me like three weeks ago that it's a good time for us because we rest a little bit because we have to because the sun's gone at like five. Well, it's like the chickens. Oh, yeah. The chickens are our egg crowd, our egg uh, fan base, I'm going to say. Customer base. They have, some of them have been a little baffled by the fact that we don't have many chicken eggs right now. Yeah. Like, like. I'm honestly baffled by the fact that the ducks are still laying as much as they are. Well, I mean, those little jokers are dropping like still like a dozen a day. I know. But the chickens need rest. Oh, and, yeah, poor little things. And, you know. <laughs> They've been making eggs for a long time. Ch- I don't, like, I've never toured a factory chicken egg facility, but. Oh, yeah, no, you just keep them hot. They have lights. Yeah. That simulate sunlight to and keep them laying. controlled. And I don't know how long they keep those birds alive to lay or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. We, <laughs> we're suckers and we have like. Eight-year-old chickens that are Listen, just... nothing's well, happening to Patty, okay? Patty's just fine. And they don't lay at all. No. They're just they're living hilarious. their best life. Yeah, they're, they just eat bugs and scratch things. Yeah, whatever. Um, so, but the ones that are egg-laying age, a couple of them will lay a few eggs a day, but, like, I have we have people that are, I just want chicken eggs. Okay, well, it's December, and... <laughs> We get like three a day. I you like unless we you want to wait a week. We have more than three chickens. Trust me. Yeah, like, and, and that's just baffling to them. And they cannot. I say we have lots of ducks because the ducks are just more consistent layers throughout daylight, and and obviously they don't even know about a time change, so it has nothing to do. Oh yeah, they don't care with a clock and everything to do with. No, I changed the clock in there too. You did. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um. So, what did you 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 sent me something? An email recently that was like, "Be like email. a chicken." Oh yeah, it was yeah. from our um our uh, our hat people. Yeah, Holtz Leather, where we yeah. get our hats, uh, and it was such Among a great things. reminder. Yeah, that they said try. Basically, they said try it. Like try to live like a chicken. Try and darken the lights in your house sooner. Like because the sun goes down sooner, so therefore you don't need to you know basically like runway your house try to keep everything calmer and softer and mm-hmm. see if everybody goes to bed a little bit earlier and wakes up a little bit earlier and mm-hmm. and just calms and they're like basically it leads to we find it leads to you read more books and play more card games yeah it's like this because there's nothing of... right it's just like a different kind of so now like you have like a family game every evening because like you can't go outside it's dark you can but you know you've dimmed everything mm-hmm. to where everybody kind of settles earlier and it kind of gives you a r and r time right so yeah. in the summer, we really struggle to eat dinner before 8 o'clock. I mean... We really, really struggle. It's a struggle. We're outside the whole time. It's best to just make dinner at lunch. Well, because it's so hot in the middle of the day. So, really, the right, only so you make dinner then. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. The only time you really get to, like, do work outside without dying is in the evening. Or in the woods. Yeah. Um, so, we struggle. I mean, some nights it's 9 o'clock dinners. And then we end up going to bed late and... You know, that's never, never ideal. When it's winter, we're eating by latest 6.30, mm. 7 o'clock. For like, sure. it is, and it's, I mean, we're in bed earlier. Mm-hmm. We feel better. Yeah. And we used to before. Wake up earlier because the sun comes up earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And when your dog starts barking at the neighbors, jerk. Neighbors. Um, we used to before really homesteading, before having children. A child, now two children. Uh, we would just binge watch TV. Like oh, in the winter? That's why there's oh, good TV sure. in the winter, Absolutely. because everybody's just binge watching TV. Right. Now, we still b- binge watch TV. When? 
Well, once a week at least we watch one episode. That's binging now, isn't it? For us, yeah. one episode a week. Yeah. Yeah. We our guilty pleasure of holiday baking championship. It is epic. <laughs> I learn new things every time. I Everybody's guess. got a new trick of the trade. That's why we watch. It, it is. I can make my tortilla super thin now thanks to them. Yeah. After hours. We wait till she goes to bed, mm-hmm. watch Holiday Baking Championship. Still fall asleep during it sometimes. Yes. But it's, we intentionally don't turn on the television. Right. Ju- not just because of her, but because what what do you do otherwise? Right. That's when you get in that and you sit down to family dinner and light a candle and turn on a little music. And your family dinner, you might eat in 10 minutes. You might be there for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, and... She doesn't sit there for 45 minutes while we talk. I don't know. Sometimes she does. But you engage and you, I mean, he was on a trip today, got home, and I said, how was your trip? And then our three-year-old, after he answered, she engaged in the conversation. Well, what did you do on that trip? Why were you going? Like, and it was such like, a... basically, Dad, where the F were you the last day and a half? Well, it was a very thoughtful <laughs> no, no, question. No, no, she said it in a very nice way, but she's curious. Like, where have you been? Like, what are you doing when you leave? Like, aren't you, what, are you, what are you doing while you're gone? Well, like, and for a three-year-old, I feel like that's very... Mm-hmm, that's a lot. ...introspective of her mm-hmm. to, to realize, like, you had a purpose mm-hmm. and you weren't here. So what was your purpose? Right. Like, it, And she was engaging in that conversation. Those conversations are really important. Like, this conversational time and that downtime to have that, like, where you can talk and connect as a family. And when it gets darker sooner, it kind of forces you into that if you allow it to and if you are intentional about taking the steps to do that. Uh, So, in terms of, you know, like you said, actual, practical, what do we do here? Like, play games, eat dinner, you know, things like that. Oh, and yeah. Then, read books. Read books. Play horses. Play a lot of horses. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, pick up a craft, crochet or so, or do something with your hands. Shoe and shoe is my favorite. Hmm? Shoe and shoe Who are they? That's my favorite. Well, explain who they are. I That's mean, I know fa- who they are. Oh. Um, well, there are these two horses. One's named Shoe and one's named Shoo-Shoo. And so we go and play horses all across the house. And Shoo and Shoo Shoo have to try to find each other. We play hide and seek. Yes. It's a great game. A great time. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're very good at pretending. While Mama Crochets were playing Shoo and Shoo Shoo. <laughs> My crooked blanket that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you can blame that on Shoo and Shoo Shoo too. Yeah. Pick up crochet and realize that, oh, you should probably count your stitches because I have no Or idea. pick up crochet and, I don't know, don't try to make a blanket on your first try. Whatever. It's very soft. It still works as a blanket. It's just crooked. Yeah, you just got to lay some diagonal. Our baby won't even notice. <laughs> She'll love it. She'll love it just the way it is. Uh. Um, but anyway, so instead of, like, fighting back against... What is now darkness, but in any season, <laughs> it is. In any no, it just came off funny. In any season, you have your challenges and you have your pros. And instead of going against it and trying to simulate, a lot of people, like when you read about, I don't know, history or homesteading, a lot of people bring up like the HVAC system and how that doesn't let your body regulate to the seasons as well. Which obviously I'm not giving up air conditioner heat. Are you getting somewhere? Because I'm out. No. Okay. But that also 
it's a good reminder that like we're not meant to just be inside this whole time either. Like it's a dark oh, yeah, no, period it's totally of time. Fair. Like I get it, but at the same time, like don't take it. But go outside. It's like the air conditioner seats in the car. Don't take those either. <laughs> yeah. A little bit bougie. Like we have animals that force us to go outside. We have a garden in the winter that forces us to go outside. But oh, yeah, I pick more lettuce at night than any time. Got a headlamp. Yes. That's when we think of it. We're like, oh, right, lettuce. And you got to run out there what and figure it out. Yeah. Um, but, but be intentional about going outside. Notice what changes. Notice, like, for obviously for wintertime, what's alive, what isn't. We talk about that all the time on our walks. Like, she's just now learning what's an evergreen tree, what's not. Like, right. this yep. is, and you don't have to have a child that you're teaching it helps because like they're that. very inquisitive. But well, they notice things for the first time. Right. But maybe you've never noticed what trees are evergreen and right. not evergreen. And if maybe. You don't, maybe if you live in a place where you're, you don't, like, it's not like we see the leaves change. No, know? not like up north. Not, not at all. Not even like in north Georgia. I mean, even up there it changes in, you know, different variations of it. It just depends on where you live. But it could marsh, be very different. our marsh changes. Mm-hmm. Our marsh turns from chartreuse green to brown like there's mm-hmm. all these things that you can notice and then you don't have it's not like it's not like it's gonna rock your world to notice that this no, tree dropped this leaves and this one didn't but it's something that just reminds you it connects you it makes you a part of this world like yeah it's good way to say. It. A lot of people say walk around barefoot because it literally mm-hmm. grounds you. Mm-hmm. I hate rocking around barefoot, like hate it. I don't understand the purpose of shoes. Don't like it at all. I feel that having this connection with nature in whatever way, shape, or form you can—that's what really grounds you. And a lot of it is faith-based. Uh, we are not shy that we are Catholic Christians on this, but. Obviously, I am not, like, an expert in that, but there's a lot of things that, through nature, you see God, and and then it works, and how amazing it all works so seamlessly together, and when you're part of that creation, and you realize that, and you embrace that, and live it to the best of your ability, whatever situation you're in, homestead or not, you... You, through that connection with nature, you found that connection with God even more. And that's powerful. That's really powerful. And then when you can do it as a family, it's it makes it just so much better. Uh, so in terms of embracing this season that we're in and growing through it, it, it all comes down to intentionality, I think, and an openness. Be open to going outside. I don't, we don't live where it snows. But go outside if it snows. Like, it's okay. You're not going to melt. Like, when it's freezing cold rain. I mean, let's be clear. There's a, there's a difference in it snowing and then the six feet the people in North. That's New ridiculous. York. I don't right. even know. Like, <laughs> you, y'all stay inside. I don't know how people live there. Don't be crazy. It's not safe out there. Well, they still go outside. Of course they do. They love it. They've got I got so many pictures of people up there. I, yeah, that's... Yeah. Listen. I work with people, friends of, that lived in that, and they're just like, hey, look at my tunnel. I'm like, what in the world? There are... That's awesome. Podcasts for up there, I'm sure. We are not... I don't even... That life is... Bravo. 
Holy smokies, yeah. I can't even imagine. You need a flamethrower. But go outside. Go go out in the rain. It's inclement weather. Oh, rain is the best. I've taught Tiny since she was a year. Since she could walk, we're going outside in the rain. We used to go outside and just look up at it. It's not a big it. deal. It's no, not it's, like it's not. It is a big deal. It's beautiful. No, no, no. Like I mean, you like, should embrace right. it. Right. I mean, don't let the weather control your moods or exactly. your what you're doing or whatever. No, it's raining. Come on! And like to this day, we run outside and we play in the rain. Oh, I, anyway. I'm the worst. Like if it's under fifty degrees, I don't. I'm not gonna. Go oh outside. yeah, no, she doesn't go outside. Me and Tony, go we outside. suit up and we roll on. But as I've through the years, I've been forced to go outside. It's rejuvenating. Oh, it's yeah. like yeah, no, a cold, wet day. That's my jam. It, you you feel empowered for mm-hmm. some reason that you and you just took on this mother nature freezing coldness. Yeah, and for someone who has like sniffles like me, it opens you wide, right up. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've always always loved cold mornings. Well, it's like like a breathe. So we're talking about seasons, not just winter and spring. You can't breathe. No, you can't breathe. That yeah. doesn't keep you in the house. It could no. very well keep you in the house, yeah. but but you. You get out. Yeah. And that's actually... You just got to wear two shirts, one for blowing your nose and one for wearing. Well, and as time's going on, you've gotten better because the more exposure you've had to things, the less it's been, quite honestly. Mm. Like, it's... Yeah, I've gotten better at regulating. Yeah. You're not on medicine anymore. Mm -mm. And you're able to live somewhat comfortably. (laughs) I wish you had not passed that down to our child, but... It's not like I had a choice to say like that. Oh, sinuses, yeah. Or allergies, whatever they are. Whatever y'all's issues are, <laughs> it's terrible. So accusatory. About it's it. awful. I feel so bad for both of you. Um, so <laughs> we've been through. We touched on a tire, but that was just kind of a joke. We've been through food. Been through noted no, like intentionally, practically implementing ways to embrace whatever time you have. So obviously, in winter, it's downtime, relaxation time, like. Rejuvenation time. This is when you, like, look to get inspired for the other seasons or, you know, try to grow as a human being personally, inwardly. Um, For spring and summer, I mean, it's like pedal to the metal for the most part. I mean, everybody's spring and summer, even if you're not on the homestead, is busy. And it's hard to slow down then. Mm-hmm. I write, what made me think about this podcast, honestly, was I write an article called Get Going for Southern Soil Magazine right now, and I have for the past year. And she made it seasonal. So she, she has a quarterly, like it's four times a year for the seasons. And I, it's such a, it makes me, writing that article, it makes me reflect so much on what is important. Why does this matter? What do I hope to get out of this season? And how do I hope to grow as a gardener, as a homesteader, as a wife, as a mother, as a Christian, as a friend? I mean, as a family member, like, how do I get better at this period of time in the year, at this period of life? Like, when you ground yourself with seasons... It forces you to look inward on so many different levels, whether you're busy or not, whether you're in a rest period or in a busy period. You have to. We don't have to, I guess, but it's a choice to. to. Well, if you if you truly 
try to live with them with and that the seasons. Hmm. And that's what I've realized on our homestead with ailments that come up with like our goats. One just became anemic. She doesn't have forage anymore. We've I've had a fair like We're I mean, learning about goats. Well yes, but <laughs> our forage just died, excuse me. And it's only been like two weeks since the cold like snap maybe. that killed the forage. Yeah. And she has free range hay at all times. Like at all times I have hay. But it's not enough. So I'm working through that. And you have things that pop like the chickens and the eggs and the you have seasonal thing and then spring, holy smokes, we've gotta get a go or a goose pen because last year they laid eggs. <laughs> That's when our tiny human was attacked because they don't mess around like mm. you things happen more aggressive than everyone else yeah that <laughs> that you have to adapt to because it is that season and, and animals really force you into that like mm. our mare is an enigma because she goes into heat at the drop of a hat and like just like <laughs> what but most world? animals are are breeding or yeah breeding season or uh, baby season, baby season, spring. So breed season's really now. Like if we were going to be breeding for goats or anything this year, which we're hopefully going to wait off for a year, because um, we're having our own babies. <laughs> Got to focus on the proper kid. Yeah, exactly. But anyhow, so whether or not you're on a homestead, whether you could be in an apartment, you could go in an office every day. If you can just get outside and look around and intentionally, don't take your phone. Don't oh, turn yeah, on no, music. Yeah. Totally leave that. Leave yeah. the phone. Like, yeah. just if you can, like, be right. for 10 minutes a day. Like, uh-huh. see if it makes a difference in your life. Uh-huh. Just see if it makes a difference. I'd and, say 15. And then when you've done that and you've kind of taken it in, see what you're kind of called to do. Maybe you are called to, like, call a family member up and say, hey, like, what about a game night? Or maybe you are called to start a family novel, like a read aloud amongst your family. We love those. Uh, You're not home for all of them. But, I mean, she's three, and we go through entire chapter books, one chapter at a time. I mean, we're on book four of the Little House series, (laughs) and she's three. But She likes it. She likes it. And it's something we do as a family. We can sit down all together and read that, and we can all th- to relate to a different character. And but look at your look at your life, look at your time, and see where you can fit in ten minutes of nature time, and then maybe it'll inspire you to see what else you can do for the season. What would you add? Sorry, I thought I heard a goose. But like, did hear what? A goose. Yeah, but it seems louder than normal. Oh, they're loud. They're insane. Yes. I need a goose pin. Um, I mean, there's not much to add. You pretty much hit all those. I mean, I love the winter. I love the fall. Because it's a different time. Makes you slow down. Gotta get up earlier. Do different things like that. You just gotta pay attention. And the animals will make you pay attention. Because if not, you'll hear your goose screaming in the middle of the night. What? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, an update on Batman. She did actually. <gasps> she run away. lives. She ran away. Yeah. Our last podcast, she was missing. Was she? Yeah, you said she didn't come home tonight, and I was like, "Oh, weird." Mm. I said she's probably in between. No, she's actually missing. 
No, she's but you you have no idea where she is. She's under the shed. I told you I chased her back over there. Under the big shed? Yeah, she's under my shed. That's okay. under the fire. I'm pretty sure. Well, she is. Where she vanishes. Rioting mm. against the. This coup. is the first time she's done this in like two years. Well, it's normally in the spring when she thinks she's laid a brood of eggs that yeah. she can set on and she disappears. And now she's disappeared, and you just like get Batman's sightings. Yes. She's living off horse grain and drinking their water. Horse grain that they drop. Horse grain that me and, me and Tiny drop when we go to feed. Oh, okay. She's ever up by the, by by the, the bucket. Yeah, yeah, just swashing around whatever the dogs don't get, she gets. Well, it's, we'll keep you updated on whether or not she ever comes home to her coop. Da-na-na, her da-na-na. man, Reggie, misses her. He does, too. He goes looking for her. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Little Lady. Well, I don't want her to get killed. There's a possum that lives under that shed, too. Well, I don't think a possum would eat her, would they? I hope not. Marie would. Marie would not be. I don't know. Batman would probably beat Marie up. I don't know. Marie gets beat up by Leah. Leah's never beaten up anything in her life but oh, you. Why our cat of 14 years wants to fight our feral cat? And our feral cat loses. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's bizarre. Anyway, so that's the end. I don't think I have anything else to add. <laughs> well, I try so hard to like keep in my brain <coughs> a plan, and then I talk, start talking, and I lose the plan, and whatever comes out of my mouth is spontaneous. Which... See, I, I'm the same way. I just embrace it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we hope that Batman comes home. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hashtag, hashtag get Batman home. Um, Bring Batman back to the cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, we hope that <laughs> you enjoy this season and everyone that comes your way. And yes, and when it gets cold and rainy, go outside, go play in it, just for a minute. Yeah, be a kid for a minute. It'll be fun. That's. It seems so childlike to do some it of these things. It is childlike. And it is. It's the point. And it's on purpose. That's why they have more fun than us. It doesn't make you immature or stupid. It makes you embrace life. Because mm. if you watch a child, that's what they do. Yeah. They don't care. If you leave them to their own devices, they just embrace life. Yeah. So, yeah, we could be a little more childlike in some ways for sure. Mm-hmm. So, happy winter, and we hope this helps you in any way, shape, or form. Um, we're not on Facebook, and we're not on MeWe really anymore either, but we're on our blog. If, you know, y'all ever have any questions or comments or anything. I was going to say, where are you going with this? I forgot about that part. Well, I don't actually blog right now either. I know you're not a blogger. (laughs) Our social website life is pretty worthless. But if you'd like to talk to us, that's the only way out. There's no comment section on this podcast. So anyway, have a great day. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.